1: Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
2: And here we are, Raider Nation. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Very excited about today's show. Excited about every day's show, but very excited about today's show because we come to you live from Allegiant Stadium. Demon Cotton, he's in the home studios making everything go, but uh, I am here at Allegiant Stadium. I'm sitting right now in the radio booth of the Raiders. So when Brent Musburger and Lincoln Kennedy are calling the game, they're sitting where I'm sitting right now. So this is an incredible opportunity. The state championship games are going on, in high school football. They're being hosted here at Allegiant Stadium, and uh, I couldn't be in a better place than I am right now. So excited about the opportunity to be here all throughout the course of the year. We've talked to high school football coaches each and every week, and uh, the Raiders had the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. They ultimately had the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Year Award, And well, lo and behold, here we go. We wrap things up live at Allegiant Stadium. So it's only right that we're here at Allegiant Stadium, right? So two hours long, two hours strong. We have a fantastic show lined up for you. Have a lot of good guests to get to. Right now, currently, Bishop Gorman, is. they're about to kick off in the third quarter, and Bishop Gorman is up on McQueen 42-0. to Bishop Gorman got here by way of beating Liberty last week. Very close game, but uh, Bishop Gorman just has so much talent. They're rich in tradition. We know that. And uh, so they're up 42-0 right now going into the third quarter. But uh, very excited about the opportunity this morning at 9 a.m., Class 2A took on each other. The Meadows and Yarrington squared up against each other. Right now, as I mentioned, the Class 5A game, Bishop Gorman and McQueen are going on at 340 approximately, Class 4A, it'll be Silverado and Shadow Ridge, and then closing things out tonight at 7 p.m., Class 3A, Moapa Valley versus Virgin Valley. As a matter of fact, we'll have uh, Moapa Valley's head football coach on the show before we wrap up the show today. So, I mean, we're bringing it to you fast, we're bringing it to you furious, and I'm very excited about that. Coach Brent Lewis from Moapa Valley, he'll join us at three, about 340. And then at 315-ish, Jason Orts from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He's here. He covers high school football like a glove, so we'll get his thoughts on all that action here at Allegiant Stadium today Uh, at 240 Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans he'll join us to uh, talk about that Scarface house that I'm still looking for and uh, talk about what's going on and actually it's a really good time to buy a house right now since it's about to be the holidays and not a lot of people are are out there trying to move so hey if I find me a house I might be able to move and do it uh, before the year is up because it is the holiday time. And then at 2:20, we'll have Mike Sando from the Athletic. He wrote a really good piece on quarterbacks, their weapons, defense, and special teams, and how that all goes into play with uh, you know with the the production of the quarterback and the success of the team. And of course, there's always been conversations around does Derek Carr have enough weapons? Well, Derek Carr's name was brought up in this article. Really good piece that Mike Sando put out on the Athletic. So we'll talk to him in a little while. But first. We're gonna get our Ricky Henderson on. We're gonna get a leadoff and it's gonna be a leadoff home run. As Ricky Henderson was the greatest leadoff hitter of all time. He's my favorite baseball player of all time. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna come right out the shoots with the home run and that's Raiders president Dan Ventrelli joins me in the booth. And Dan, thanks for joining me, man. This is fun. Hey, thanks for having me. Keith. Thanks for thanks for the very favorable comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you Ricky was my guy. Ricky was my guy, and so uh that, that's a that's a really good uh, leadoff hitter, and so this is a great way to start the show is here having you here and
3: The state championship games being held at Allegiant, I mean, how cool is this? Now, this is fantastic. This is exactly what this building should be in this community, having it be a showcase for these great high school athletes in their biggest game of the year for some of them, the biggest game in their lives. So we're honored to have them here.
2: Yeah, and, and we were talking before the show, and I said that you know it doesn't matter what the score is. Of course, everyone wants to win. Like McQueen's losing right now, but they'll never forget that opportunity that they had to play a football game in Allegiant Stadium, and that's what it's really all about. As the Raiders have been very active in the community since since you've been here, actually before you even got here.
3: No, that's right, and it's incredible to have them here playing, like you said, the experience of being. Here in this building, the pictures that they'll have, the memories that they'll have, um, those can't be matched.
2: No, not at all. Not at all. And uh, as I mentioned, as I started the show, the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award has gone on the whole season. Uh, We were here. Both of us were here where where the high school football helmet uh, wall was revealed. And, And that's a big deal, too. And, Dan, I said it that day that every stadium and every NFL team across the country doesn't do that. But it was really important for the Raiders to get involved with that
3: yeah we believe in it we believe in the presence in this community really embracing the local athletes we believe in celebrating their achievements on the football field and academics and in their programs and what they do at their high schools so it's really a privilege for us to be able to support it in this way and the other ways, you know, like you mentioned that we do throughout the year.
2: Yeah, and it's just it's been a whole lot of fun and uh, just being able to be here in this venue and sit in the actual radio booth that Brent Musburger and Lincoln Kennedy call Raider games on Sunday. I mean, I feel like a kid in a candy store, like these kids on the field doing. The coaches even, even the coaches. I've talked to multiple coaches uh, throughout the the course of the the season that that are going to end up here that have ended up here. And I told him, I said, how how is it going to feel for you to walk up and down the sideline that, you know, the coaches and the players are walking up and down? And so it's just a great experience for everybody, but most importantly for the community.
3: It's exciting, and to see the coaches and the players so excited you know at the end of the last game as the two-way game was finishing all the Bishop Gorman coaches were in the tunnel and they were looking out at the field taking pictures and, <laughs> and excited about being out there so just to see that group of people so excited who obviously have played in a lot of big games in a lot of big places to have this still be so meaningful is special. It
2: really is special and uh, I, I was telling you sharing with you my story that I came from Central Texas and I used to do sidelines for the Raiders or not the Raiders but the sidelines at, at the Cowboys games for high school football and the state championships and I would see all the the, the towns come out and, and, and support their kids and support their teams and all the players on the field how excited they are to run into the locker room and come out of there and it's just a different experience so to have this beautiful stadium like the Raiders do uh, Allegiant Stadium here right here off the strip I mean man this is something you guys can do this for years to come and just really make impacts on young young people's lives.
3: We love that excitement right I mean what makes those games in Texas so exciting is that it feels like they're playing for high stakes in right. prominent places with a lot of fans and so this become if this can, be, can continue to become a showcase for the, an event like this you know hopefully you can build that kind of momentum in the state where every game means more every athlete showcased a little better. Every opportunity gets bigger. Whatever we can do to lift the profile of the community and the great athletes in it in that way is something that we take seriously and that we're honored to do. Talking right now with Dan
2: Ventrelli, president of the Raiders here at Allegiant Stadium. We're watching state championship games. Bishop Gorman right now going up against McQueen. and I mean, just to be able to sit here and watch the action is incredible. And So, I really salute the Raiders for uh, hosting this and Allegiant Stadium for hosting this. And like we said, uh, this is going to be something that can really be built on for years to come. And and I think everyone in this community will really appreciate that and and Dan that's that's not all they appreciate uh, Raider Nation appreciate appreciates the Raiders and uh, what you guys have been doing uh, on the field and now that we have fans in the stands this year it's been fun to just to see the atmosphere and of course the outcome on Sunday wasn't what you wanted but it was electric the the atmosphere here in the stadium was electric and well now there's back-to-back home games the Bengals are coming to town uh, this week and so uh, you guys have been on the the clear app uh, and you've been on that campaign all year done a really good job with that uh, you've We've also had the the alternate screenings and i know that's going to continue this week so uh, when and where are they going to be doing the alternate screenings for this week coming up against cincinnati
3: sure yeah we're proud of the game day environment that's been created here we know the fans want to be able to celebrate with their friends they don't have to wear masks they can cheer and eat and drink and, and be around their friends and family in a way that they love so we're proud of that environment and like you said in order to enjoy that environment fans have to be vaccinated And the best and easiest way to confirm that is through the Clear app. You can go to Raiders.com forward slash Clear for step by step instructions. But there are certain circumstances where that app isn't uh, able to be used. If you're partially vaccinated or you have an international card or you're under the age of 14, in those cases, then those fans have to go to the alternate screening locations and those will be open at 9 a.m. on sunday so from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on game day only this week we uh, increased staff at both of those locations last week prior to the game and had a lot of success increasing throughput, making the process more efficient and being able to get it all done in one day. So we'll continue that this week from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at B-Lot on the north side of the stadium and J-Lot on the south side of the stadium.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's funny, I I ran out into the parking lot into the tailgate area after the pregame show last week before with the Kansas City Chiefs game, and I saw where the alternate screening was going on. And Dan, it was going quick. It was boom, boom, boom. You know, it was just, it wasn't, it didn't take very long and a lot of people always get concerned oh I'm going to be stuck in that line we encourage you to get here early we want you to get here as early as possible but it doesn't take long
3: no it doesn't take long it's efficient we have uh, a great uh, uh, collection of health care professionals who have helped us out with that from community ambulance who have been on point all season and who are more efficient with every passing week and so getting people through making sure that uh, they're verified safe and healthy in the building it has become a more efficient process every week so we look forward to doing it this week and just like we have in prior weeks you know we saw last week with the halftime show with Marshmallow, just a lot of excitement yeah. there in the pregame um, with the Hall of Fame ceremony for Charles Woodson you know we're gonna continue that this week with exciting pregame and halftime entertainment and so we want to make sure that everybody is able to be in the building efficiently and able to enjoy all of it
2: so you're not breaking any news on the show you're not gonna you not. I'm,
3: I can't I can't get it out of you who's going to be the pregame and (laughs) <laughs> I won't tell nobody else. <laughs> no news yet. It'll, it'll be pregame halftime. There'll be excitement in the building for sure.
2: I have no doubt about that. But Raider Nation, I tried. I tried to go ahead and get get a, a little early update on what was going on. But I have no doubt every single week it has been fantastic action as far as the the entertainment. And uh just love this venue. I really do. Uh, I find it. I've been to a lot of different stadiums. I find driving in and out of the parking lot, even after the game, is very easy. I mean, of course, there's a lot of cars, but it's still it's a lot easier than some other venues that I've been to. So. I think that uh, every week it's getting better and better and better and easier for fans to come and enjoy the game So I really uh, got to give the Raiders and, and everyone who's working around here a lot of credit for that and uh, Excited about another home game. This is the first one that's back-to-back home games this season It's always been a home game away home game away. This one's first back-to-back. This is cool
3: It's exciting to be able to do it two weeks in a row and to be able to um, Have the fans in the building and feel that excitement again, you know a day game following a night game so always good to have Raider Nation in the building and we know it's going to be enthusiastic and fun like it always is.
2: Yeah, it, it really is and, and, and we definitely appreciate uh, you know, the Raiders going out of their way to make sure that everything is smooth and it's a lot of fun and entertaining for anyone who who makes the trip, whether you're out of town or you're in town. Uh, it's just really important to make sure that, that everyone has a fun, safe ch- time and, and that's what uh, you guys at the Raiders have, have been doing all year long and so uh, before we wrap up, tell them again about uh, where the alternate screening where they can get it, what time it opens up and 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 how they make it happen.
3: Yep, Raiders.com forward slash clear for the clear app instructions. If you're not able to use it, alternate screening will begin at 9 a.m. on Sunday, B-Lot on the north side of the stadium, J-Lot on the south side of the stadium. And worth mentioning, you know, connection with this program, the, the goal of the program was always to create a safe game day environment and also to have an impact on the health and safety of the community generally. And so we track the numbers every week and we know that just to be able to come to the games, whether they received the vaccinations on site or whether they had vaccinations that they got elsewhere verified on site, we know that over 15,400 people have received wow. their first vaccinations to come to the game here. So we're proud of the impact on the community and, you know, we're creating a, a great game day environment here and uh, a comfortable way to watch the game, feel safe, and have great enthusiasm. But it also has a great impact on the health of the community. So both those things are important.
2: No, they are. And those numbers are incredible because it's only been a handful of home games you know i mean it's not like you've gone through the whole season but to have that fifteen thousand plus number i mean that lets you know right there that hey maybe someone who was kind of on the fence and oh maybe i don't want to do it maybe i do want to do it well to go to the raider game i'm going to go do it so i mean if you can have that kind of impact that's also like you mentioned part of giving back to the community and doing your part
3: yeah and it's exciting to be able to do it and to be able to do it and and embrace the enthusiasm of Raider Nation to make it happen.
2: Absolutely, no doubt about it. And before I let you go, I, I got a text message on our Sam and Ash text line right here uh, from my guy Raider J in Sacramento. He said, I see you, Q, trying to drop the sideline reporter for the Raiders with the team president there. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm not going to even try to drop it. I'm just going to say it. Man, if you're ever looking for a sideline guy, I'm your guy. I'm just <laughs> saying. You know, hey, look, you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take, right?
3: <laughs> hey, 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 nobody's got better enthusiasm. Nobody's supported us more, so, you know, we're, we're proud to have you represent us everywhere in any
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. That is Raiders president Dan Vitrelli here at Allegiant Stadium. You want to talk about a way to start the show? How about that? We got the president to start things off. That's what I'm talking about. We're at the state championship games right now. Bishop Gorman going up against McQueen right now. The time is 2.14. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning kept winning, Q, because of our
1: training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain.
0: Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary
2: Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are live from Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders. But tonight and today, this afternoon, and even starting this morning at 9 a.m., It was home of the state championship games in high school here in the state of Nevada and uh, right now McQueen just got onto the board so they're down now 49-7 to and I know the score is lopsided but uh, for these young men out here on the field as you can hear the crowd getting fired up, this is an opportunity that they'll never ever forget being here at Allegiant Stadium so I'm just blessed to be here in the home radio booth of the Raiders to be able to see it give you the action and also uh, have a fantastic radio show and to continue to have that fantastic radio show. We led off with the president of the Raiders, Dan Fentrelli. Now we have Mike Sando from The Athletic on Twitter at SandoNFL. NFL and Mike, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you, your uh, your piece that you put out from Russell Wilson and Tom Brady to Matt Ryan and Derek Carr, which NFL quarterbacks get the most support. That caught my attention in a, in a major way when I saw it on The Athletic and wanted to reach out to you and get you on the show to talk about it. So. Off top, how did you come up with the the formula that 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 kind of broke down what you were looking at and what you were trying to get uh, the yeah. point across on in this article?
1: Yeah, yeah. In, in, statistics, in, in
0: statistics today, today expected statistics points are points really, are the, really currency the currency that can, that can uh, apply to offense, defense, and special teams. It's hard to use yards or, or even points in some cases, especially for uh, for special teams. So what I did was basically you can divide the production of every team into offense, defense, special teams. And if you just combine defense and special teams together, you can see the part that really affects whether you win or lose the game, but the quarterback has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter if Derek Carr, whatever he does, his defense and special teams isn't going to necessarily defend any given play better. So when you just look at where the defense special teams component has been for the Raiders compared to all the other teams, you see that during Derek Carr's career, that averaged about a number twenty-five ranking out of the thirty-two teams. Um, whereas at the other extreme, like a Joe Flacco is playing with a number five ranked defense and special teams on average. So it obviously puts Derek Carr at a huge disadvantage. The offense at a huge disadvantage, and if you just look. There's. The la- the only year, the last year that the Raiders were even average defense in special teams was 2016. They won 12 games, right? And every year since then, 28, 31, 32, 28, right? So, look, the offense could always play better. Carr could do this or that better, but it- you're you're pretty much walking uphill both ways to school like our dads did you know what i mean and that's, of, that's <laughs> right. what the raiders did you know
2: <laughs> yeah in the snow in the snow uphill in both ways snow, absolutely <laughs> yeah that that mike that's a great way to break it down and you know there's always been the big argument amongst raider fans you know if if derek Carr is doing enough or if he's being asked to do too much because of well everything you said the basically lack of support so from what you did, all the breakdowns that you did, the EPA, it shows that he's been doing a lot, but he's just hasn't had a lot to work with.
0: Yeah, and and so like some teams, like Kansas City, has been um, you know really bad on defense before, like in 2018, but they were historically amazing on offense. You know, like it's like Mahomes was playing at a Hall of Fame level. That's what it takes. But if you go back to like the Saints when Drew Brees was there. After they got dismantled with the bounty gate, remember, and and Peyton Peyton was suspended, and Greg Williams left, and there were there were about three years in there where their defense wasn't just bad; it was horrific. Like it was the worst, you know, one of the worst defenses ever. They had a Hall of Famer in Drew Brees, with a Hall of Fame play caller in Sean Payton, and really good weaponry with good offensive lines, and they went seven and nine three times. Wow. So that shows you how bad. It you know, the good news for the Raiders is they haven't been that historically bad on defense this year. I mean, they had a terrible game the other night, you know, against Kansas City. If right. they, I've felt this year, if they can just be representative, just be decent, I feel like they're going to be in the mix and be a nine and eight type team. You know, right? Uh, so that's what we, we got to find out. They've been through a lot. I mean, this has been a. This is kind of an unprecedented year. With like, how how does it all play out, right? Can they be that good, or was last night kind of the start of the unraveling, or you know the last couple weeks,
2: right? Right, no, I mean, and they are right now on a two-game losing streak. They have the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town on Sunday, who also is on a two-game lo- lo- losing streak right now. But uh, that's that's a very interesting point and, and something to pay attention to. And and so, as far as just looking back at it, you mentioned the last time that they were decent was 2016. So it's not a coincidence that that was the last time that they were in the playoffs.
0: Yep, yep. They won 12 games. They were 15th that year in combined wow. defense, special teams, and they were 13th on offense. Well. This year they're sixteenth in offense, but they might be thirteenth next week. You know what I mean? Thirteen and right. sixteen there's no difference. I mean that's just that's just one game, two games, you know, you know, it can swing it within three easily. So yeah, if you can get there. And actually they weren't that far away from that fifteen ranking before the last game. So, yeah, you know, maybe it'll stabilize, maybe it'll be good enough. I have felt since early in the year they're gonna be a little bit above five hundred, but you know, a lot of things have happened since then that are hard to predict what's how it's going to play
2: out. Absolutely. We're talking with Mike Sando right now from the NFL here on, from the Athletic. excuse me, talking all things NFL uh, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, live from Allegiant Stadium. And, you know, they started off really hot. And I'll say this, Mike, I mean, the, the AFC in general is such, it's so bunched up and there's no clear cut favorite outside of, you know, Tennessee really running away with their division, but nobody else is really running away with it. So, With the numbers that you're talking about, if they can eke them up just a little bit, they could maybe sneak into the playoffs. How much did that Sunday night game against the Chiefs, how much did that affect their EPA that goes into this formula?
0: Yeah, I think so. so, them down to 24th and shoot, I think I put it in the story and can't remember. They were in the teens, mean, I think they were. I think they're, let me see if I even have it here. Um, Yeah, I think they, they might have fallen six or eight spots on that. I think they might have been, like, 16th or 18th, that's a huge swing in one game because it was such an unusual game for the other team to have, what, five touchdown passes? I mean, that that right. in a 10-game sample or whatever we're at, 10-week sample, that's going to move you a lot to have an extreme game. So, you know, maybe they can come back and have a better one. They do have a little bit of a tougher schedule, you know, when you look, when you, uh, you kind of look at who they have to play versus who the other teams in the mix have to play. I think right now they have the sixth toughest remaining schedule in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some games in there where you're not sure what you're going to get. Cincinnati, Cleveland, you know what I mean. They're kind of right. like the Raiders. They've been good. They've been bad. They sort of have to pick what they're going to be the rest of the year. You know, you got to beat those types of teams, right? Because there's Dallas. There's Kansas City. You know, yeah. Indy's sort of been pretty decent. Um, you know, Chargers are always, you know, a challenge. So it's going right. to be, it's going to keep us glued to it, right? To see what happens. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and the NFL loves that. They want they want everyone to be glued to everything that they're doing because, well, it's the NFL and that's, that's how they roll. So with everything that we've been talking about and all the data points and everything with defense and special teams, I mean, Derek Carr's now in his eighth year with the team. That's almost remarkable saying everything that he's not had to work with that he's even hung around eight years with the team.
0: It is, especially since, you know, everyone wondered, what does John Gruden want to do? He's always got his eye on the next quarterback, you know, and, and you never would have thought that Carr would outlast Gruden. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but here we are, and, you know, I did a piece a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, the opinions on Carr have been kind of mixed over the years, you know, and mm-hmm. and sort of gone up and down when he when he was first coming out. There, was, there was, people were people who were really high on him, and then... You know, some of the college eval stuff, uh, you know, he stand-in there, you know, that sort of stuff uh, came up. But I think I think he's impressed people this season as they've gone through, um, you know, the ups and downs with a couple of really bad downs, you know, with just sort of the way he's projected himself and, uh, you know, as a leader and those sorts of things. Right? One of the guys i talked to for a piece of a couple weeks ago who works in the league as an evaluator. Said, so, you know, if I was going in there as a GM, I'd feel like I got my quarterback, you know, so. um, And I I think I agree with that. You know, I mean, I think he's certainly in the top half of the quarterbacks in the league and play, you you surround him right, give him a good defense, we've seen.
2: Right.
0: You can win 12 games, you know, if you have a, if you have a, just a decent defense. So that's what they've got to get fixed, and we'll see now if they can do that.
2: Yeah, and, and they did. I mean, earlier in the season, you mentioned the defense looked really good. I mean, the last last week, obviously, against Kansas City was a, was a bad performance. But for the most part, they've been good enough to keep the team in games and give them an opportunity to win, and and they found ways to do that. And, you know, uh, earlier in the – actually, I think before the season even started, we had you on the show talking about the tiers of quarterback as you did yeah. researches. You know, and it was, it was a really good article. And, of course, you know, there's going to be fans that are never going to be happy with where, you know, what opinion pieces come out. But – uh, sure. Has Derek Carr, in your opinion, raised his level since since that article you put out about the tier as a quarterback?
0: Um, I think he has, but then there's been some ups and downs since then. And What you have to remind yourself is that's why it's a, you evaluate on the whole season because I think right. if you get to halfway through, you might have somebody who's had a run of six games. I'll give you a great example, like Kyler Murray. He's on fire, but then the big concern in the year was that could he do it for a whole year could he hold up well the big concern with Carr or and some other quarterbacks who are good not great like Kirk Cousins has been in that really productive guy but is it is it, there is a consistency there enough throughout the course of the year and so i think yes on the whole in the first half of the season it was a positive the impression for him it's wavered a little bit lately on the field so i think you really got to watch the whole year and and see if he can finish strong and then can you know, then you sort of prove that what happened early in the year is real, and and you backed it up, and and he should be, I think, in that that tier too, right? Where you're kind of a Pro Bowl quarterback, but you're a notch behind, you know, Rodgers and right. and Mahomes if they've got it going, or you, you know, Russell Wilson hasn't been as good lately, but he's been that type of quarterback over the years
2: right no, that makes a whole lot of sense kind of behind the the elite guys but uh yeah and, and so that's what that's up to him to go ahead and finish off this season strong we're talking right now with mike sando uh, from the athletic you can find him on twitter at sando nfl here on unnecessary roughness radio nation radio 920. i just got a couple more questions for you and one has to do with you know you mentioned joe flacco was the number one guy and obviously baltimore in my opinion is one of the better teams that drafts i feel like they do really well their front office does a good job of finding productive players throughout the course of drafts, how much of the data that you you uh, you know d- grabbed and 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 found the research on and put into this piece has to do with teams that draft really well and teams that don't draft really well?
0: Um, that's a great question. I didn't do that correlation, but if we look at the teams at the top, so so Carr was one of 41 quarterbacks who's had at least three years as a starter in the last decade or so. Okay. And his defense special team's average ranking on his team was 41st out of the 41, right? Well, we would all agree the Raiders have had some challenges drafting, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a yep, tough agreed. Yep. Well, uh, you know, so who was 40th? It's Matt Ryan. Well, I would say Atlanta's had some challenges drafting, right? Um, so that, you know, Deshaun Watson is down there. They've had some challenges drafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit's down there with Stafford, right? Well, no doubt, some challenges drafting <laughs> and stability. Right some of it's not just drafting you know some of the research on drafting is that one team is not way way better than another but i think if you have a if you have consistency of people and your team knows what they want the types of players they want and you're shopping for the same folks, you know year after year i think that's where you have a real chance so you got to get the right people and keep them for a long period of time baltimore's up there look at uh actually Buffalo Josh Allen is second with the with the best defense special teams. Well, I think you'd say their coach and their GM have been on the same page. They, right. You know what I mean? They've yep. they've been uh you know, Russell Wilson's up high. Well their coach and their GM have been there for ten years. Now their drafting has gone a little bit up and down, but pretty good drafting. You know, um, Lamar jackson's is up there again with that famous as Flacco. Well Tom Brady's up there with New England. Well, they've had total alignment because the coaches is at the GM. You know what I mean? Now their drafting hasn't been great always, but I think they know the types of players they want to have—versatile type players, you know, interchangeable. let you do a lot of different things. So there's got to be something there to it. Roethlisberger's up high. I think they have drafted really well.
2: Yeah. Consistency.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Damn. I think drafting has to be part of it because if we're talking about having a good defense, special teams. Well, that's going to, that has to correlate some with your drafting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. I, I do think that, you know. Uh, it, that consistency that's there with the head coach and the, the GM and them like you said knowing what they want going out and identifying what they want and going and getting it makes a whole lot of sense well Mike your, your piece was really good from Russell Wilson and Tom Brady to Matt Ryan and Derek Carr which NFL quarterbacks get the most support I uh, I was thoroughly entertained by, by reading it I thought it told me a whole lot entertained probably not the right word but it yes. told me a whole lot of what I needed to know and so I definitely thank you for uh, the piece that you put out and I also thank you for joining the show and just kind of breaking it down as well
0: Thank you very much.
2: Appreciate it. No doubt about it. There he goes. That's Mike Sando from The Athletic. Again, if you haven't read that piece, I know my guy, Peg Leg Raider, he actually reached out to me and was like, Q, you got to read this piece. And I'm like, man, I'm on it. (laughs) I'm on it because, again, I thought it was a really good one. Again, it's on The Athletic from Russell Wilson and Tom Brady to Matt Ryan and Derek Carr. Which NFL quarterbacks get the most support? That's from Mike Sando on The Athletic. Does a fantastic job with that. Well, that's a wrap on this game. Bishop Gorman and McQueen is a final 56 to 7. Bishop Gorman gets a victory, and uh, they got the table out there. They got the state championship trophy out there on the field, and they're going to present it uh, in a matter of minutes. And then we'll be on to the next game that's supposed to kick off around 340, Shadow Ridge and Silverado. That's going to be a fantastic game. Very excited about that. We're live at Allegiant Stadium right now. Uh, state championship games are going on on the field. Unnecessary roughness going on in your ear hole right here on Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness,
2: roughness. here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. And we're back here at Allegiant Stadium right now, the site of state championship games that are going on, high school football, uh, love this action that we're seeing. Uh, Bishop Gorman, before we took a break, I'll let you know, uh, just got the victory over McQueen, 56-7, and they just received their state championship trophy. So there's everyone all on the field, the football team's on the field, the cheerleaders, the coaches, and of course the camera crews are all out there uh, taking it in. So uh, you'll see a lot of Bishop Gorman players and coaches on uh, probably the news a little bit later. Of course, all over the internet just uh, celebrating another state championship for Bishop Gorman. So very excited about that. There's still more games to be played. I'll tell you about those in just a little bit but right now I have on the phone lines my guy Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans and Dustin we do appreciate you as always love to check in with you every Thursday and man I'm here at Allegiant Stadium watching some high school football man were you a high school football player back in the day
4: yeah I dabbled in it I'm glad you're covering our second uh, pro team, (laughs) (laughs) Gorman.
2: I know that's right man 56-7 to they got the victory and I'm telling you you want to talk about some uh, extreme athletes they have some extreme athletes on this team Yeah,
4: when I went to high school here, uh, Gorman was
2: not the powerhouse
4: they were, but boy, they are, they sure are now. It's, it's amazing what they've done. I mean, it's, you know, one wins a horrible season. One, one loss is a horrible season for that crew, so. I'm crazy to see them win another state championship. It's
2: awesome, right? Exactly. And hey, if you're gonna have the bar high, you might as well make it as high as possible, right? So that's <laughs> that's what they're doing. So shout out to Bishop Gorman for getting another state championship here at Allegiant Stadium. And this is cool. And, and and Dustin, you know, I mean, you know, the climate of the community. You've been here for a very long time. I mean, just to have this opportunity to be at Allegiant Stadium and let the high schoolers come in here and have a state championship game. I mean, that's huge for the community, and that's that's huge for these young men that. You know, a lot of them were never going to have an opportunity to play here in the stadium, but they get an opportunity to play here today.
4: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I played football. I mean, we <laughs> a dream playing the Legion Stadium would just have been a dream come true. But yeah, but boy, Gorman, I don't know if you've been to their stadium. It's not, it's not too shabby. So no, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's amazing, man. I'm glad you're out there. That's cool stuff, dude.
2: Yeah, no, I'm having a, a great time out here. It's a lot of fun, and, uh, yeah, it's not packed to the gills. There's not 65,000 fans screaming and yelling, and there's not, you know, uh, too short and uh, and ice cube performing or anything, but still it's a lot of fun, and these, like you said, <laughs> uh, these young men are having this dream of, uh, of their lives. I mean, even the coaches. I mean, think about that. The coaches are coaching on the same sidelines that professional coaches are on. I mean, that's just – sometimes I pinch myself I'm in the Raiders radio booth actually we're Lincoln Kennedy and uh, <laughs> and Brent Musberg I'm sitting in their booth so I'm almost so, a professional you today <laughs> Jack
4: Pop, baby when they when they scored the touchdown
2: that's what I should do or no whenever I have a good guest on like you I'll just say Jackpot baby! <laughs> baby come on bro.
4: He's got the coolest touchdown
2: uh, lingo there is. No, he does have that. a pretty cool one. i got to give him a, lo- a <laughs> lot of credit for that. Well, Dustin, I wanted to have you on for multiple reasons, but I, I wanted to ask you because I know you're the fantasy football uh, aficionado. I wanted to ask you yeah. about the Raiders who struggled the last couple of weeks They're on the two-game losing streak. How have they yeah. done as far as individuals in fantasy football? Is there stock starting to, uh, to dip a little bit?
4: Yeah, it is, man, in the real football, obviously, and now in fantasy, man. So – you know, I think we had a few like what was it? 3 or 4 weeks ago we were talking about the Raiders and they were all performing pretty well. You know, especially Carr cuz you know, I told you he, you know, he wasn't drafted very high and he was cracking the top 5 of uh, fantasy quarterbacks, but yeah, he's back down about 15 right now. You know, Darren Waller, he he's kind of the fantasy stud on, on the squad and you know, you you probably invested a second round pick in him, which is really high for a tight end queue. You know, he had that first game, which was amazing, and looked like he might be the best fantasy tight end there is. Right, but he, besides a couple games, he's been pretty abysmal fantasy wise, and he's not even—he's barely outside the top ten right now, which is not good. But you know, obviously, he could uh, come come around, and uh, you know, with Rugs going down, that that might boost him up. But yeah, even like Jacobs, he's even been a bigger disappointment than Waller. Oh, Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, you drafted him as your second running back, maybe even your first running back, and, geez, he's, like, literally outside of the top 30, he's been abhorred, you know, I'll tell you what, Kenyon Drake, put it this way, he's got 10 less fantasy points than Jacob
2: right now which is crazy. wow wow you know, yeah and you know it's it's funny i'm not a fantasy football guy like i mentioned but that kind of lets you know how the season's gone i mean darren waller had a great first game of the the year and he hasn't really done a whole lot since and josh jacobs hasn't really got cooking at all this year and so it, i mean it makes sense even though like i said i'm not a fantasy guy but i get it and, and matter of fact how about brian edwards he actually you know came back to life last week and he had a touchdown only had a couple of catches but he had a nice touchdown last week
4: Sure did. Yeah. I mean I picked him up off the waiver wire in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean I mean, dude, he's our number one receiver, right? And you know, right. Last, last time I checked, still can play quarterback. So yeah, I think Ruggs will step or excuse me, uh, Edwards will step it up and uh, he could have a you know, a decent fantasy outlook for the rest of the year. So I'm excited to see what he does. You know, you know, I'm excited to see what he does in, in real football too, because you know, we really need him to take the next step and uh, you know, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, going into next year. I'm, we're probably looking at drafting another guy, but he needs to take that ownership and be our number one wide right receiver and uh, really help this team out, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. We're talking right now with Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans here on Unnecessary Roughness, radio Nation Radio 920. I'm live at Allegiant Stadium. And, Dustin, it was funny. I went over to my mom's house the other day, and uh, I was talking to, about her house, and I was telling her how much I liked it. And uh, she says, I always hear you talking about a a, a a Scarface house. And she's like, I don't even know what that means. And I was like, oh, I just you know just want a really nice house. And I, I, I'm telling you, Dustin, every single night when I'm done working at home, I get caught up looking at houses online, like that's all I do, and I'll spend a good hour looking at all these houses, and and then I realize like I'm still inside my lease, I can't, you know, I'm still renting. I'm gonna be there for a while, but it's there's so many different houses that I find, and so I want to know this this time of year, the holidays are coming up, is this a good time or bad time to you know even make a move if I did find a house that I like?
4: I'll tell you, man, right now is the perfect time to buy a house if you're a buyer. Uh, number one, there's a little less demand. You know, people. You know, you, they typically buy right. You know, if you're if you're a family and you've got kids at school, you want to want to secure that house before school starts. So that's kind of when buying season really happens. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but during the holiday seasons, look. You know, a lot of people don't want to buy during Thanksgiving and Christmas. But sellers are more motivated. Look, if you're going to list your home during the holiday season. You really want to sell that, right? So, you you know, you can pro- you can get a lot more bargains. You can get a better deal um, during this time right now than you can any other time. So if you're a buyer and you're looking to buy it, right now is the perfect entry point. Let's get you pre-approved. Let's go find you a great real estate agent. Go make an offer and get in that house before the end
0: of the year.
2: Nice. I like it. And what right now, uh, what's the median sales price? What, what's that looking like right now for the area? I know uh, it's, it's been going up and up and up.
4: Well, it it was going up at like 10,000 a month,
2: right? And then we, we
4: stalled out a couple of months, you know, and then uh, we hit 4075 in September. You know, my, I thought we were actually going to go down or at least stay where we were at just because, you know, the market's cooling off. It's stalling out a little bit. I mean, it's still nuts, but it's not as, as bad as it was six months ago. But, man, we still went up, you know, a little bit. We went from 4075 to 410, but that just shows you how you know, how much velocity is in this market right now? And it's nuts, you know, so the fact that median sales and look at Q, any other year right now is when we come down. Normally right now is when I'm saying, oh yeah, we went down 10 grand, right? And for the next couple few months, because I I alluded to there's, you know, less buyers, sellers are, you know, they're more realistic with their price and uh, usually drives the median sales price down. So, yeah, it's crazy. This market is not going any, going down anytime soon. Um, you know, next year it won't be you know at this clip this quickly, but it's going to go up. It's going to appreciate. So, you know, you'll still be buying in an appreciating market. Um, hopefully, we don't go up you know too much more by the time you buy, so you're getting a, a you know a realistic sales price. But yeah, this market's healthy and moving quickly it's crazy
2: yeah it, it really does seem like it and you know it's funny because i'm so anxious and i want to you know buy so badly and just kind of plant my flag here in this las vegas community uh but you know like i mentioned my my lease is going to basically run out around summer and well summer's not the best time to buy because that's when everyone's moving so it's like a double it's like a, I, I lose twice man dustin i'm losing <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah
4: yeah do you you got to you got to you know you got to sweat which you can control so that's all i say you know what when you're ready to buy you're going to find that scarface house
2: (laughs) that's the goal i'm telling you dustin i'm on the website i'm on uh i'm online every single night i cannot go to bed without looking at at least 10 to 15 houses and i promise you the wife is like what are you doing and i was like oh that's awesome and she's like oh never mind you're looking at a house i say exactly so and you know what's funny dustin what really gets me what really seals the deal for me is the backyards. The backyards here are incredible. I mean, it's just it's it's nothing real fancy, but they to me the backyard is what seals the deal for me. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I'm
4: I'm a backyard nut. In fact, my uh so I have a house in Green Valley and like, you know, I I've literally for the last 10 years, I my landscaper when you need one, I've got like the guy Literally, he can do anything. To put it this way, his kid's going to MIT. <laughs> and he, wow. kid, he builds those robots that fight each other. You know, wow. what I mean? the guy's amazing. Like, he you know, started with just one little thing, and next thing I know, you know, you know I get bored and go, what about this? And, you know, he's Spanish, and he, you know, his phrase is always, yeah, it look more better. So I call him Carlos more better. Um, <laughs> not more better on my bank account. But <laughs> and then we, we bought a house up in Mount Charleston, and he just got done with that. Yeah, I want to show you the pictures of that. That'll blow your mind. I mean, he's amazing. So yeah, I get it, man. I'm a landscaping guy as well. It's the backyard. And there are some amazing backyards in this town. It's unbelievable.
2: Yes, there is. There really is. I'm so impressed by that. So uh, that's that's good stuff right there. And and Dustin, before I let you go, I mean, we talk about uh, home loans. We talk about what Nova Home Loans could do. We talk about you know military appreciation, not month but year. But, uh, I mean, there, you guys do a lot more than just home loans. I mean, you guys really specialize in refi as well, right?
4: Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I mean literally the last two years we've I mean that's I mean, we've done more refinances than we could ever dream of because you know, <laughs> rates were so low.
3: Right. You know, rates
4: rates have gone up too. I mean, they're still really, really low, so there's a great opportunity out there for people to still lower the rate. But there's more than that when you refinance, you know, people are sitting on a lot of equity and people's got themselves in trouble with credit card debts or you know, whatever it is. You know, you can pay that off with a debt consolidation loan. That's That really can help people out a ton. I mean, I've you know, i done some where I save them $1,500 a month. It's crazy, nice. you know, and then they can turn around and, you know, take that money and then apply it to their home loan and have their home paid off sooner and be debt free. But you can also use it to go buy that, you know, fix up that Scarface house and <laughs> put that badass pool in the backyard, too, because you're sitting on equity or You got mortgage insurance, get rid of that or get into a 15-year loan. You know, there's a myriad of different refinance options. We call it the mortgage tune-up. So if you have a home loan, give us a call. Let's get under the hood of that mortgage to
2: see if we can save you some money, man. There you go. I like it. Well, Dustin, before I let you go, what's the number? How do they get a hold of you?
4: 577-2600, Q. I appreciate it. We need a win
2: Sunday, man. You ain't lying. (laughs) You ain't lying, man. The Raiders need a win uh, really, really bad, and they have a team Right? <laughs> yeah. They got a team coming to town that looks very similar to them. They're on a two-game losing streak, oh. just like the Raiders. So I think that they're going to get one on Sunday, but it's it's going to be a tough battle, my man.
4: Oh, look, if we win and Chiefs lose, we're back in first
2: place. So let's just think about it that way. All right. There you go. Positive <laughs> vibes, positive vibes. The Chiefs have a tough one against the Cowboys. Well, Dustin, I appreciate you so much. As always, my man, I'll see you on Sunday at the game. And like I said, thanks for joining the show. All right. See you, brother. Take care. All right, there he goes, Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. Uh, he's going to get me in that Scarface house. You guys think I'm joking when I uh, when I say I'm going to get that Scarface house. I will. I tried to tell the story the other day to someone about me in the Scarface house, and I said, I just want to stand in front of it and say, the world is mine, even if the world's not mine. If you don't believe it, no one else is going to believe it. So that's the, that's the world and the lane that I live in. Before we take a break and get into hour number two, let me go out to the Rare Nation listener line. I haven't had any college yet. We've been fast and furious uh, here on the show with a bunch of guests. Let's go out and talk to our guy passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? What's happening, Q? Man, man. show tonight. Thank you. you Thank the, you.
1: You living, you living the life right now, man. You sitting in, forget a Scarface house. I just want to sit to where you're sitting at. I would take that <laughs> over the crib any day. Any day. But man, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Hey, and I heard the president, you know, said you're trying to get on the sideline. I'll take your spot in the booth. You go to the sideline. We can work that out. Sounds that, good. That Sounds good, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, man, what's up with getting Lincoln Kennedy on the coaching squad? What's oh, what's up with getting the professor on the coaching squad, man? Wouldn't you like to see him maybe at the helm?
2: Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He knows the position. He knows the position. He knows, position. He knows what he's looking for. Uh, he's very passionate about that. I, I don't he's know if that's man, something he wants raider. to do, but yeah.
1: Man, he's a raider because I just listen to you know I love listening to him as the professor and. When he's on with with Benny man and he lays it out that's how that's that's how it needs to be that's how that's just how it needs to be man so right I I, I mean that's and, and then what's up with this new receiver we got today
2: oh Can yeah Tyron Johnson Tyron Johnson uh the, the Raiders signed him to the practice squad but it looks like they're probably going to move him up pretty quick they were uh, released wide receiver Marcel Aitman from the practice squad which is not a surprise so uh, I don't know I'm gonna do some research on Tyron I don't know a whole lot about yeah, him but man, apparently that, he's that,
1: fast that sounds We'll see what's happening, man. But, but man, it like 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 everyone's been saying, you know, I've been listening about the fantasy yet, and dude ain't lying about the fantasy. I've been getting my my tail kicked in on DraftKings trying to pick the Raiders the last two weeks. Right. Dog me, but man, mm-hmm. well, um, man, I lost my train of thought. How I'm telling you it about happens. that? But man, man, it is what it is, man. Great show, man. We Derek just got to man. Somehow he's got to come out with the four wide. A four wide, and just stay back in the four wide set. If he can't, everyone's always talking. Jay, everyone's always talking about how he can he can read the defense so fast. He can and he, but he ain't. He's not, put him in the position to where he can read it,
2: right? Right. You
1: know, line of, Get up there quick, 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 quick. Line. Get to the line quickly. Get to the line quickly. Set it. Let's go. Someone's got to be open. If he can go up to three, four, five wide, maybe. Then switch to just a single tailback with him in the back, him in the shotgun still, and work off that play action that way.
2: Right, right. Now this we, because
1: man, since he's since he's coming, man, and I'm telling you right now, I, I'm not very confident because after seeing what 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 Casey did with the running back, man, they're coming to Vegas to play, man. People are coming oh, yeah. to Vegas to show out.
2: Right. Absolutely. Well, th- thank you for the call, my man. And you're right about Cincinnati. And Joe Mixon is nothing to uh, to, to shake a stick at. You know, he's nothing to sleep on. Joe Mixon's is a hell of a running back. Uh, they obviously have Jamar Chase on the outside. Joe Burrow could sling that thing. So, yeah, they got they got some weapons, man. And the defense for the Bengals have started to come down to earth a little bit. Uh, but they are coming off a bye. Uh, they don't play very well coming off a bye, but they they're coming off a bye, so they're well rested. They're pretty injury free, so it's going to be a hell of a test, man. For anyone who thinks that uh, the Raiders are going to walk all over, I don't think anyone thinks that at this point going to walk all over the Bengals, man. You got another thing coming. It's going to be a tough test here at the Stadium on Sunday. But it's not a game that I don't think the Raiders could win. Matter of fact, I said it earlier. I do think that they win. I, they just need this game so stinking bad, and we're going to get into it a lot more. But they need this game so bad, and they're at home, and they got to get that nasty taste out of their mouth from Sunday night. The one good thing about you know, the, 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 the league and the NFL is it's a week-to-week league. Uh, Rich Passaccia said that earlier this week. It's a week-to-week league, man, and, and if you get your tail kicked like they did Sunday night, the best thing is get back on the field and do it again and go out there and, and, and get that taste out your mouth. So that's what their job is to do on Sunday. And we'll get into a lot more of that uh, in the next hour. And we'll get into it uh, throughout the rest of the week as we lead into Sunday football. Bengals, Raiders 5-4 and versus 5-4. and four. 2.57 is the time. I'm at Allegiant Stadium right now holding it down. State championship games are underway. They've been underway all day long. We've seen the Meadows and Yarrington. And we've seen Bishop Gorman and McQueen. Next up. Silverado and Shadow Ridge, Class 4A, baby. We'll talk about it all next when we kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.